Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, Tully Banter Kane on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host, G. Hey, Wiley, your favorite Blasian. Oh, yeah. And my special guest coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts. I just met him the other day crossing one of those famous bridges. The hilarious, the witty, Fenty Fried Chicken. What's Holy, up, what an intro. What an intro. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Um, great, great to have you. Um, I was saying just, just a little second ago how we met uh, recently. Do you know, you know what bridge that was? Uh, I don't know the name, actually, but I know it connects the South End and Southie. Right. So, yeah, we were, uh, I was coming from uh, a little rooftop bar after I had a long day at the PAX East convention with my son. And uh, I was just having a little nightcap. I figured I'd cross the bridge and try a little pub. And walking right next to me was Fenty Fried himself. And it was kind of crazy because I think I remember hearing somebody saying, hey, you're the guy from TikTok. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. And then we just started chopping it up. Next thing you know, uh, you are the guy from TikTok with quite quite a big following. Uh, and over 2 million likes. Uh, so that means, you know, a lot of people are tuning into your content. So, um, yeah, man, what a way, what a way that we met, huh? Yeah. And it all happened cause you were rock- walking the wrong way to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> right. By the time I got to the other side of the bar, I think it was like, you know, probably by the time I walked back, it was going to be last call. So I just, I just called it a night, but, but at least I got to meet you, man. So. So yeah, Ben. Just uh, since we met, I've looked at your profile uh, and been watching your skits. Um, I haven't seen the very first skit, so I didn't see how it all started. But can you give me a quick background on, on how this all started—the whole uh, uh, Instagram TikTok skits? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been into comedy. Um, I wrote satire in college, so a bit of a bit of a writer. And come the pandemic, I was just looking for a comedic outlet, and um, it originally started as a meme page and I was just getting so frustrated not having anyone realize it was me and that other accounts would just take a screenshot and post it as their own. Like there was no real way to prove that it was me coming up with the joke. So then I started pivoting over to TikTok and Instagram where I'm the subject of the video and that just got better reception than my memes. So I thought, Let's give this a shot. And I, I think I made the official switch to it being exclusively me and not memes April of 2021. So about a year now. Wow. And so which, which memes um, would you say you, you have full credit for? Any, any ones that, that um, I, would be, I would recognize? No, 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 no. Like I took usual formats and just added my flavor of basically what my TikToks are now of finance jokes, living in Boston jokes, and then any other skit in between. So definitely nothing of note, but uh, has all the same flavor as what I'm doing now. Gotcha. Dope. And so you grew up in Boston or in the Boston area? Yeah, I was born in Medford, lived in Winchester, um, 
And now here we are living in South Boston. Got it. And you said you went to college. What college did you go to? I went to BC. So my whole life's been a nice little 15 mile triangle of Boston. Nice. Shout out to the Eagles, man. Oh yeah. So dope. So the pandemic actually kind of boosted your whole com comedic uh, venture, huh? With just, uh, you know, more people being in the house, having to pretty much be forced to look at a screen for entertainment. Um, what were you doing prior to that? Uh, were you, have you done any stand up or have you mostly just written satire and, um, just writing for, for certain future projects? Yeah. So I had taken a couple of shots at doing open mics and they went pretty well. It was a lot of fun, but my one, um, room for improvement on doing open mics is that it's out of your hands in terms of scheduling and actually getting the minutes up there. So I thought, why don't I commit more to something where I'm really dictating when I produce content, what the content is about, how much time I have, and really everything about it. Like I am the center of my TikTok operation. I don't have to depend on anyone else. I don't have to, um, you know, look to someone else to help me out. So it's given me more freedom in this comedy space. And hopefully later I can get back into doing more open mics and performance comedy. But for right now, it's, it's a pretty sweet deal if you want to be in the comedy space, but do it on your own time. Right. No, that's, that's, I mean, it's interesting having you as a guest because the last couple comics I had on here were kind of like anti um, social media, like they're more stand up comedians and, they're like, oh, I just don't know if I have the time to come up with all this content. Um, and then here you are, like, this is solely what you do. Like, this is like your, you know, it's your bread and butter. Um, so that's that's a pretty dope contrast. And before you were doing this, did you have, like, I know you, you do jokes about finance. Uh, were you in, like, the finance space, like, as an accountant? Or did you work in a corporation? Or what did that all I'm mean? actually, I'm still in corporate America. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I work in consulting. So a lot of my finance and corporate humor is based off of being in the corporate world. Um, I, I always, no matter what point I am in my life, I always like having two things going on. So all throughout school, I had little side projects. And now in my real corporate adult life, I have this side TikTok project. So uh, I, I like having another thing to like distract me from the main thing, if that makes sense. Right, right. Now you gotta have you gotta have multiple baskets, man. Um, exactly. So, so for the finance stuff, do you like when you say consulting? Do you like work with um, like individual like clients, or do you work with like companies on how they how to like manage their uh, you know their corporation or their you know whatever they need for their um, workspace? Yeah, so I specifically sit in the mergers and acquisitions part of consulting. So mm. a lot of the stuff I do is client-facing in terms of actually executing a deal, no matter what sort of M&A field that's in, whether it's like a merger, or a divestiture, a carve-out, whatever it may be. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of client-facing stuff, but uh, it's more guiding the execution than it is actually like sourcing the deal. So uh, definitely it can be intense at times, but... Um, it's rewarding in that you learn a ton and uh, I like having that, you know, business tool belt. Right. Uh, I 
got a really quick question for you. How did you come up with Fenty Fried Chicken? That was Dad. Like, the most, like, of all the names, my guy, like Fenty Fried <laughs> Chicken, what, what's up with Fenty Fried Chicken? That's very fair. Uh, it's, a, it's a question that goes unsung. Like, people just kind of assume my name is Fenty, which is hilarious. But uh, so, as I said, it, this started as a meme page. And Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight on The Office, had a food blog or had a, a personal blog and it was named after food. It was called Soul Pancake. And I thought that name was super sticky. It really clung on to me. So I wanted to have something similar to that where it was like a food item and then something in front of it that was catchy. So with the meme page, I started as Fentucky Fried Chicken because KFC is my favorite fast food place. I love fried chicken. And Fentucky just wasn't sitting right. So I texted my friend. I'm like, hey, here's what I'm doing. You're pretty creative. You got a better idea here? And he just says, shorten it to Fenty. And that's, you know, that's where I started. And I kind of kept sticking with it. And it's more fun to be two separate things of Joe in real life and Fenty fried chicken on the internet. There's like that separation of me versus the like content and the creative. Like I can, I can bend the rules a little bit in like what I am. I can be in more places rather than it just being about like my life. Mm. That's dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. That was just like the most random question, but I'm like, I know this isn't his real name. I'm just wondering what Fenty came from. So no, awesome. That's great. Uh, I love the, uh, the juxtaposition between, uh, you know, you coming up with it as far as uh, it being based off of the office. And I love some KFC as well. Popeye's is more my jam, but I, I like K- KFC as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all good. I, I wanted at one point a fried chicken place to notice me and then have me do like a fried chicken taste test, but we're still waiting on that one to come through. <laughs> no, it's so when it, when, I was going to say, when it does, I want to be on that. I, I want to be on that uh, little seg that you have right there because I love me some fried chicken. I'm like Absolutely. the black. I'm the black stereotype for sure. I like, I love, <laughs> I, I, I love me some fried chicken. Hot Nashville, I don't care. Like I'll eat all of it. It's like fried, fried chicken's my weakness. Word. So as far as like companies or, or like franchises, like a, a Popeye's or, a, or KFC, do you like, I saw something on your, I think it was your blog or your website where you say you'll post like certain brands at a dollar amount. Um, is that like, is that what you've been doing kind of to get to make uh, income or, or revenue from the social media is putting brands or, or promoting people's stuff? Yeah. So when I started doing this, I didn't realize how much of a marketplace there was in terms of advertising. And once I started to get a little bit of a following, there were, a lot of small companies reaching out saying, you know, we'll give you X many dollars to do one quick video about us. And as I started to grow, like larger and larger companies have reached out to me to where I've done spots for like Verizon and Sperry and Ridge and uh, ClickUp. So really like the, the partnerships are limitless because everyone's looking for a you know, sort of an outsourcing of their creative because giving me, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks versus 
hiring a whole marketing and advertising department, uh, it makes more sense to just hire like a hundred Fenties and deploy us out into our separate little ecosystems where you can really get some authentic reach that way. So, um, yeah, it's been a nice little side business doing the creative work for some of these companies. And it's a lot of fun. It, it tests that creative muscle to like the most, um, <laughs> the most outlier company I got, it was a bidet company called Samodra. I'm like, how, I'm like, how the hell am I gonna advertise for a bidet while also not actually like being on the bidet in the video? And, right. <laughs> uh, I, I found a way to make it work. So it, it's a nice challenge and also the financial compensations, a good little reward on top of it all. Yeah, I bet, man. What was the, uh, so what did you do for that? Did you have to get like a hose or a... <laughs> Did you use a straw? What'd you do? Um, so I set it up around the idea of like having all of my guy friends find out that I had one. So I opened the door. Like, so there's a knock on my door. I open it. And uh, my buddy Charlie was like, hey, man, I heard you got a Smoger bidet. Is that true? And I'm like, yeah, I just installed it. And he turns and goes, guys, he's got one. And then just like six dudes pile into my house. Uh, all with like books and magazines. And then the next scene is me <laughs> waiting for my bathroom in a line of six dudes. I'm like, guys, you got to go poop at your own apartments. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I found a way to keep it like cheeky and clean because a lot of, uh, I try to keep my comedy as accessible and um, PG as I can just because work sees it, people see it. And I think it's more fun to make fun of the silly little things. So I try to keep a very clean sketch. So, so as long as uh, a company can fit into that rule set that I have, I'm, you know, I'm willing to work with a lot of companies. Cool, man. And do you write, do you write all this yourself or do you have like the homies kind of like sit in a circle and, and throw ideas at the wall or is this all from the mind of Fenty Fry? I would say 95% of the skits are all entirely me from coming up with it to filming it, editing it. Like I've really had to learn a lot in production. And then 5%, one of my friends will be like, hey, I thought of this idea. And whether it's like the entire skit or just like the theme of it, then I'll take it from there. So yeah, 95% of it is entirely me with 5% help from the buddies. Dope. And do you have like, throwaways or do you have like a bunch of them you're ready to fire out that you like pre-record and then you release the ones you think are like for the time or you try to do it based on like what's like in a current event or do you have like one you know you shoot one every day like because i you, you have a lot of a lot of posts but do you kind of wait and see or is it like i gotta just i gotta i got these ones in the in the chamber i'm gonna let them off yeah, it's a good question. I've got, I try to stick to a schedule of posting six times a week. So making six videos a week, uh, especially when they're all like skits or, you know, a, including a joke rather than just like doing a trend, it's harder to come up with. So I've definitely had some misses to keep up with that six times a week quota. So I definitely don't have ones that get scrapped. I have an ideas notebook where I write down things that I come up with and then I'll film them. But uh, generally, if they get filmed, I think they're good enough to go online. The internet disagrees some of the time. Yeah. But 
um, yeah, it's six times a week. And usually at a given time, I'll have like three in the drafts ready to go just in case something comes up or I get busy. But yeah, for the most part, anything I film from my little notes app, it's, it's going online. Huh. And so you do it most, mostly from home too. It's all like pretty much one-stop shop for everything you put out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it, it's hard to film outside when, you know, you don't have control of the environment of people around you, whether someone's going to be like talking in the background or there's going to be wind going. So I really try to keep everything in my apartment just because it's easier for me to like control the lights and control the sound. And mm-hmm. I don't have to depend on anyone else to like shoot a certain shot or, um, you know, deliver a line in a certain way. I've done collabs and they're very rewarding, but the perfectionist in me uh, tweaks out a little bit when I think like like a line should have this inflection versus that inflection. Right. And you can kind of create your own environment just with a green screen app or or your own backgrounds, which I see you do a lot. Um, So that's cool, man. So that's inspiring, actually, because, you know, I, I know a lot of people that are trying to get into the social media game and they just think it's kind of f- hard to find that that niche, um, which you seem to have found. Um, but, you know, it really just takes like like you said, the, the ability and knowing that you got to post at least six times a week. You got to have your con- your ideas written down and you got to be able to execute, you know, similar to the finance world. Right. You got to you got to see it. Uh, put it down on paper and then execute. So yeah, and like and like you said, finding that niche is so important. I really stick to being in that corporate space, the Boston space, and comedy in general is kind of my catch-all. But you know, I'm I very very rarely will ever post about my life in general. So when you come to see Fenty Fried Chicken's page, you're going to get finance skits, you're going to get Boston skits, and you're going to get comedy in general. So I think that's probably the biggest advice I can give is find that niche, find that area where you are thinking about it a lot or you're interacting with it and find the entertainment in it. Yep. And do you watch your own stuff before you actually post it and like make sure you got everything in there, make sure it's funny enough or you just kind of like, all right, that's it. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, there is a lot of editing that goes in on my side to make sure that, you know, the audio is trimmed perfectly and that I have it looking the way I want it to look. Like there's there's been many a times where the take has probably gone through like 10 or 12 iterations just because I'm not saying the line right or a flub on a word. I'm like, nope, that's not it. We got to try it again, especially when I, I do impression videos. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound like something he would say. Hmm. The perfectionist. Love it. Do man. you how many takes have you have you done before like in in one sketch because like I've I used to do a um like a sports betting thing and it was only like 1 minute clips and it sucked because I would probably go through like 20 takes to try and get it right. So I'm just wondering how many takes is, does it normally take for you to like finish just one sketch just one little video tiktok video that you're doing yeah it varies uh i think the longest sketch i did it was about a minute and 20 seconds and the whole concept was like jason bateman's agent talking to his three different characters so i had to impersonate him three separate times in three separate outfits 
um, I had to like keep referring back to what the other characters said in my like uh, my Google Doc of like, all right, if this one said this, then he should respond by saying this. And I kept flubbing up the lines. So I think the whole process took me an hour and a half just to film a minute and 22 second segment. I don't know how many takes it took, but it took way too much effort for how little of a return there was. But it came out good, though, right? It came out how you wanted it. I mean, that's what you got to do. It came out exactly how I wanted it to come out. But I think the sketch in general was too long and wasn't gripping. So it just did not hit the algorithm right. Hmm. Well, there's always the next sketch. Exactly. That's why you pump out six a week. You can't, can't look back on the flops. Got to hope for the next uh, Golden Goose. Love it. No dust collection. <laughs> yeah. What, what <laughs> advice would you give kids out there, though, too? Because, like, this is a space where, like, now more than ever, I think a lot, a lot of kids and a lot of just maybe even adults, like, they, they're, like, they're sick of their job. They don't want to do this. They could actually do this for a living. Um, like, other than the six, like, being consistent with the six vid- videos or, like, you know, um, the consistency of creating the content. Like, what, would, what advice would you give? Yeah. So something that I've started to embody is I try to really follow and watch creators I really enjoy and I'm really captivated by, because then that can kind of guide you in terms of how you produce the skit, how you sort of frame the joke. So a lot of times I'm watching Corporate Natalie, I'm watching um, Will's World, I'm watching uh, anyone else in that sort of, or like Connor Coyne and Everyday Maggie people in those different areas that I cover. And I'm like, all right, how are they doing the joke? How are they doing this? And then how can I make it authentic to me? How can I put my spin on it? So I'm not just copying these people, but I'm putting it in a way that is true to me. Um, So as long as you can find that sort of model to base your idea around and then change it a little bit to make it authentic to you, I think that's a great place to start. And then inevitably you'll find stuff that you want to experiment with. Like when I came into it, I wasn't doing impressions. And then I saw some people I like doing it, like Nate Meeker. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I, I can do some impressions. And then I framed it around ways that worked for me. And then it took off. And like the Jason Bateman series is one of my most watched series. So I will, I'll keep that up when I can. But it's all about having a vision in mind trying it and then experimenting along the way. Right. Nice. No, that's, that's great advice. It's great advice. Um, as far as like, this is concerned, like, would you ever quit your corporate job and be like, screw this. I'm doing this for, for the rest of my life. Like this is, you know, uh, I don't I know. think so. Just because I, I mean, I do like my job. It's, you mm-hmm. know, I'm learning a ton and it's great. So I don't, I'm not itching to get out of it and I'm able to do both in parallel. So why not run it as long as I can until the decision really hits me in the face. And I don't know, social media could go away with one bill being passed in Washington DC. So, you know, I I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Maybe if I can, you know, parlay it into doing performance comedy or acting or whatever, then maybe that's a different question, but in right. terms of just sticking to social media, I don't, I don't think I could in good faith quit my job to 
exist in the space that's so um that's so turbulent in terms of actually like getting a deal or right. um with policies changing in terms of like how TikTok does their uh creator fund like right. it's uh it's too inconsistent for me to go all in gotcha what um i have like just one i know i'm like busting out these questions at you but i just i'm just extremely curious what um what's the biggest coup like what's the biggest like celebrity like i know we all have like that one person that we would like go gaga over and be like oh my gosh like i can't believe that you know who the hell i am kind of thing what what has been the one person who's been like you're just sitting there going like i can't believe that this person knows who the hell i am oh that's that's such a good question um or follows you yeah yeah. Oh, yeah or a follower no one i no one that's like that big in my mind follows me but uh i think if like jack martin was to like recognize my stuff i i feel like that would be the coolest feeling he he was like a dude my age who was also studying business in college and then just said, screw it. I'm going to go be an actor. And it worked. And, uh, his journey was very funny. And like, he's a, you know, a very charismatic person. So, uh, I, I th- and I think he's hilarious. So I think if he saw what I was doing and thought that was funny, I, I would be elated. Huh? He's the guy from, uh, what was he in? Was he in La Brea or something like he that? Was, yeah. Yeah. He's in La Brea. Right. Right. Okay. Then he does, but he doesn't follow you yet. That's a guy that we got to get. You got to get him on the radar. He did like my Jason Bateman impression. So oh, he did. Oh. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "That's awesome." But so no he following. liked your he liked your stuff, but he hasn't followed you yet, or he hasn't right. like come out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. He only liked one video. I'm trying to see if I can, <laughs> you know, keep it up. Maybe you should do an homage to him, like a like something from La Brea or something like that. He might like. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Just spitting out a random idea. I don't know if that's going to stick or not or whatever in, in the TikTok universe. But Yeah, TikTok is so hard to predict in terms of what gets picked up from right. the algorithm. Like, I still can't figure out. There's ones that I think are, you know, my middle-of-the-road sketches, and they'll just pop off, and vice versa, where I think I'm sitting on gold, and then it duds. So, you right. know, it's, it's hard to predict performance there. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok is definitely, I, I posted a couple things and got discouraged. And then I put out like a random thing and it like immediately got like hundreds of likes. And I was just like, what the hell? So it is a, it's definitely, like you said, turbulent. And then all we need is like Elon Musk to buy a TikTok neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <thank> you. <laughs> yeah, really? Like, who, who knows what Twitter's going to look like now? now in a couple days like it's it's crazy how it could all change so fast yeah i guess people are saying like he's gonna do something because of the the lack of freedom of speech is that's allowed on twitter which i don't i don't know if i i agree with that but um it's interesting how much you could i guess potentially change something like that maybe give donald trump his twitter account back i don't know yeah, that's been the biggest controversy I've been hearing. Who gets let back in from the banned list? If Elon Musk is all about freedom of speech, where does he draw the line on who gets banned, who doesn't? I think he's going to be way more lenient. Yeah. Well, 
I don't use Twitter that much, but I might now have to see what's going on and what what really, uh, if anything, transcends from this new acquisition. Um, yeah, are you I'm, big on the Twitter space? I, I, I've i seen you on IG and on TikTok, but uh, I'm sure you have a Twitter and I'm sure you use Facebook. And But are you more active in, like, are you active, like equally active on all of them? Or do you, uh, and do you post things across all platforms or are you, you more focused on the more visual um, Instagram and TikTok? Definitely more focused on TikTok and Instagram. I have a Twitter, but at this point, it's just, I don't I don't know how to make Twitter a hit for me. So I more just tweet for like the hundred friends I have that follow me versus <laughs> anyone else. And that makes it more fun. But yeah, I tweet maybe once a week, if that. Yeah. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. Especially when that's your space, when TikTok's your space and like your I don't want to say like your golden child or whatever, but like that <laughs> should be normal. I don't know. No, I know exactly what you mean. I, yeah. It's my bread and butter there. I'm exactly. Yeah. Reinvent the wheel for me and try to figure out how to like type out my visual content. Right. Right. Well, Tully, it's time. It's time for uh, us to switch gears. Okay. Well, I don't, we'll, know, we'll, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Fenty fried chicken's ready, but um, he's going to have to get ready. Well, I'm going to hit him with a rundown. I just got a couple quick questions going into the sports realm. What are your, are you excited for the draft tomorrow for the Patriots? I know you're being a Boston guy. You got to be a, a Boston sports fan. Um, any quick uh, thoughts on the draft for the Patriots? Yeah, I think we really got to find a way to replace those linebackers we lost. Like not re-signing Van Noy and Hightower, like that's brutal. So however we can fill that spot, I think that's, that's got to be priority number one. Okay. All right. And then what about uh, the other sport, the, uh, the Celtics? Let's go ahead. Got that, got that broom. Um, got the broom out last game. Um, who are you looking forward to seeing them play? And uh, who do you not want to see them play? Yeah, I mean, we have such a hard road. If it goes according to the NBA's plan where the Bucks and the Heat keep winning and we have to beat the Bucks and then we have to beat the Heat, that is a tough road to get to the finals. But, I mean, rooting for the Bulls, I think they, you know, they're a little more inexperienced. So I would love for the Bulls to pull it out and have us not play the Bucks. But I think it's going to be, we got to get through Giannis. I know Chris Middleton's down right now, so... Hopefully we can uh, expedite that process and get some games where he's not in the lineup because he's just a Celtic killer. Like it seems like every time he plays us, he puts up 30. So um, I would love to not play Chris Middleton, the Bucks, and the Heat are just, they're just nasty. I don't want to play them at all, but they're the number one seed. I, I think it's going to come down to yeah. us versus them. I, the I think defensive-wise, though, you guys are balling. Like, to be able to shut down Kevin Durant mentally and physically is, like, ridiculous. I thought that that was just so insanely impressive. And the fact that you guys are um, uh, going back kind of to your roots, going back to, like, that old, like, gritty, like, grimy Larry Bird days where you're, like, just hustling and just trying to, uh, I guess, get inside them. It's pretty it, – it's very fun to watch. Like, I love the deep. I, I'm a huge defensive person. I'm like, you can shoot balls all day. That's great. But defensively, it's like where you're going to win that title. 
Um, so it's very impressive that you guys are going back to that um, old school. What do you think about the hated Yankees and all of their fans and what they're doing? Is this just par for the course? Yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> to expect the Sox-Yankees rivalry to just get scrappy. So I'm I'm not surprised by any of it. It's still early in the season, too, right? We got what? Oh, very early. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's like way too many games to even like, I guess, get into that. But you guys, you guys started out um, the inaugural, like the beginning of the season, even though it was, you know, due to um, the major league player, uh, major league players, like trying to hold out, so to speak. Um, you guys started out your uh, your season against the Yankees. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. It was a good series. I, I think we. Yeah. I'm not the biggest uh, Red Sox follower, but uh, I think we got a few off of them during that series. Yeah, I think you at least got one. I, I'd have to look it up, but um, my uh, my man's a huge Sox fan. So, do you play fantasy, by the way? Like any like fantasy anything? Fantasy like, football. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever do fantasy baseball? Because I feel like that's just so much work. It's so much work, and. Um, uh, I just don't know that much about baseball. Like I, I know who the, like the big guys are, but right. And like, obviously how to play the game, but I don't know, like really below the all-stars. I'm, I'm clueless. Uh, I mean, that's fair because I, I'm the exact same way where like, I, I know who like the non all-stars are and everything like that. And that's not the point. Like you, you have to do it every single day. You have to be in it every day, switching your lineup, switching like everything, um, switching your, you know, your pitchers and, all of your uh, like glue guys or whatever. I just I don't think I could do that, <laughs> and especially considering you have to you have your TikTok content and you have, um, you know your actual nine to five. I don't know how you'd be able to do it. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing this TikTok thing on top of having a regular job as well. So uh, in that, I'm impressed. I feel like you could, if anybody can do it, it would probably be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just it's it helps when you have two things because it forces you to be better with your time, like. Like, there's so many times where like on vacation you're like oh i'm just gonna go to the gym like when i wake up but then you like kind of mose around you know you make breakfast maybe watch a show and then you thought you're gonna wake up at like nine and go to the gym but now it's like 1 p.m but if you have another thing going like if you have work and another thing you're like oh like i gotta get up and do this thing because i gotta get my butt in a seat at 9 a.m so i think it kind of helps me to like keep schedules rigid yeah the structure having mm-hmm. that cool man and we didn't talk about the the bruins but we do know that the the playoffs are coming up and they're sitting in what like fourth i think fourth place right now on the Atlantic. yeah i know i know we're like a few points back on the lightning and um yeah, I don't know how that's all shaken out, but I know we've clinched the playoffs, and now it's just a matter of executing then. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big Bruins fan. Uh, I got to drink out of the Stanley Cup when they won it back in, I want to say, 2005 or six. Uh, so that was a special moment. Um, probably got mono after after doing it. <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um. But cool, man. Um, well, yeah. Well, do you, last question: Do you go to a lot of Boston um, sporting games, like Celtics games, Patriots games? Soccer? Yeah, I try to go to a handful of Celtics games every year. Um, 
it's so hard getting to Foxborough just in terms of like coordinating and, you know, getting yeah. that. So I've only been to a handful of Patriots games in my life. Um, and then of course, no, they're nothing better than like a sock summer game. So I try to go a few times throughout the summer, but um, yeah, I, I make it when I can. Yeah. No, it's the best, man. I mean, I'm out here in Boston right now. I just love, I love the city of Boston. I love New England in general, and I love the sporting events, um, just especially being a fan now. So if I'm ever in town, man, we might have to catch a game together. I would love uh, that. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, well, cool. Here we go. We're at the point of the show where I'm going to hit you with the rundown. So go ahead and um, buckle your seatbelt and get ready. <laughs> Lay it on me. All right, so the first question – and everyone gets this question. It's kind of like the, the alley-oop, light, the lightest question you're going to get is, would you rather be a bird or a fish? Ooh, I, can't, I think you got to go bird just because you, you can fly over the ocean. You can't get out of the ocean if you're a fish. Does nobody want to be a damn shark? <laughs> yeah, but you could, you could be like an eagle. You could be – there's so many cool-ass birds. Hey. I literally think I'm the only one that wants to be a damn Every, fish. Everyone says bird, bro. Like everyone who's been on this show says bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can already swim. I can't fly. Oh, mm. uh, that's a good point. All right. Like, I know how it feels to go in the ocean, but I don't know how it feels to be soaring through the sky. So you've never like cliff dived or like done any of those like extreme whatever things? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> No chance. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. Would you rather have a huge booger hanging out of your nose for the rest of your life or a pimple on your forehead for the rest of your life? Ooh. Is the pimple at the hairline? Like, can I hide it a little bit? Or are we talking smack center between oh, the eyebrows? Smack dead in the middle, bro. Oh. Um, I think I'd go pimple just because. People kind of look the other way with that. But if you got a booger, people are going to say, like, dude, blow your nose. <laughs> no one's going to say, dude, pump people that People don't say anything. Those, that's how you know who your friends are. Like, you know, when you get home and you see the booger hanging, and it's like, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you got to go pimple there. Because, like, you can meet, like, a CEO or someone with a pimple on your face. You can't meet them with a giant booger hanging down. So you're going with the pimple. Going with the pimple. Final answer. Lock it in. All right. Love it. All right. Next question. Um, what do I want to hit you with? How about, um, would you rather have to fart loudly every time you have a serious conversation or have to burp after every time you kiss a girl? Ooh. Ooh. That is, that's a hard one. To clarify, you just said, I feel like I have to fart, or do I let out that epic fart? Uh, you have to fart really bad. You, oh, so like and it, it's going to be a loud, it, comes out. Not, it won't be a squeaker or an SBB. <laughs> it's got to be a ripper. Um, so you're probably going to have to let it go. Uh, <laughs> and it's a serious conversation you're having, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. Like you kiss that girl and you let out a bigger, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, is it like a Kyle situation where like he vomits at, like after kissing Wendy or whatever? Is it similar <laughs> like to that? South Park? Yeah. 
Like, is it similar to that? I'm just wondering for like, just to, for your answer. It's like a chug of like natty ice. You okay. Know, it's like a, like you shotgun the beer and you burp like that kind like of like a belch belch. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to hot take here. I guess I'm going to go with fart just because I, I always want to crack jokes anyway. So I feel like letting out a huge fart, even in a situation. <laughs> Lightens the mood a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It might help lighten the mood there, but if you burp after a kiss, that is going to kill the mood every time. Every time. Unless she's into that type of thing. Yeah. And then, right, so then you got some other questions. Lock, you're <laughs> locked with the fart. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, let's go with, would you rather work hard for a boss that has high expectations but values you as a person or, and an employee, or, or would you work for much less um, for a boss that couldn't care less? Uh, gotta go hard work, easy decision there. Cause you're going to learn, you're going to grow. And then also you get the validation of having someone say, Hey, good job. Like, yeah, the hours might suck, but I feel like you would get so existential very quick. If you're working for no recognition. Mm. I like that. I respect that. Yeah. You got and, and the hard work part is definitely, I mean, yeah, like you're an athlete. there's a reward in the grind, you know? Right, right. Definitely a reward. Okay. Good answer. All right. A couple more. Um, would you rather give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life? Do I get to pick the dinner? Yeah, you get to pick the dinner. I'll give you that. Yeah, then, um, hmm. you know, uh, I do love food. I think I might have to give up social media. Uh, that'll be tough for... Tough for what I've got going right now, but I spend way too much time on it and I like food too much. So yeah, I think I gotta gotta give up social media and find another way to do comedy. Damn. Okay. You like that you like that that food variation, huh? Yeah, I mean yeah. What's your Imagine going to Thanksgiving dinner and being like, sorry mom, I have to have chicken nuggets. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> But I got a million followers. This is cool and all, but I'll have a way easier time telling my followers, hey, I, I'm done. <laughs> got it. Okay. Um, all right, I hit you with, let me see which one I want to hit you with. One more question. How about, um, would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a six with an amazing personality? Six with an amazing personality. Because, yeah, it would be cool to show off the 10, but then you got to go home and, like, talk to them. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be cool for, like, a couple days and you're like, ah, oh, wow, this, this person has nothing, nothing to say. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going with the six. I like that, man. Any thoughts on that, G? Um, no, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Cause at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta talk to the person. You can't just put them off in a corner and just be like, okay, that was cool. Who went out? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you supposed to do at the end? I'd like, you know, just shove her in a corner. I don't know. Or shove him in a corner. Like there's only so much that looks are going to get you. 
that's why people um that's why some people get the uh don't marry the missies and the miffies or whatever the buffies or whatever you want to call them Mm. (laughs) so i'm i'm down with the sixes got it all right i feel it i mean we got some wait what about you tully uh man let's flip the script man yeah right back at you I mean, I've been a shallow how uh, before in my life, but uh, I definitely think that um, you got to have personality. You know, that's 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 more attractive, anyways. As a personality is what makes someone attractive. You yeah, know, I feel like also as you as get older, they open their mouth, it's like, oh no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I think as as you get older too, you're definitely your <laughs> sounds so mean, but your expectations lower. Like the standards lower, yeah. Like, like in Mad TV, where they're like lowered expectations. Like that's what you should be focusing more on. Of like, you know, is this person gonna make me happy? As opposed to, are my friends gonna think that this chick is hot or this dude is like gorgeous? Like, at the end of the day, you you you're right. You have to live with her or him. So, and the older you get, the more your expectations lower. Yeah, like lowering your expectations just a part of growing up. I remember <laughs> in high school, I was like, I'm going to get jacked in the gym. And then in college, I was like, all right, I just want to like be toned in, in shape. And now it's like, I don't want to get fat. <laughs> <laughs> the bar has gone down every stage of my life. Right. Oh, that's great. You still want diabetes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just don't cut off my yeah. leg. Like, I'm good. Yeah, it's like no major health problems. Check mark. Yeah. As long as my heart rate doesn't have to go over 140, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh. All right. Well, cool. Let's, um, I'm going to hit you with the moment of truth, which um, is really just, uh, it's, it's just another kind of would you rather question. But for you, um, if you had, if you had to choose one social media platform to be on and you could only be on that platform for the rest of your life, uh, which one are you going with? That is a great question. And why? Yeah. I'm thinking about this as a content maker and consumer. I think I got to go TikTok just because it's still in its early stages. I think it's going to get way cooler. Like, Instagram's still trying to find ways to like stay relevant. Facebook is just doing their own thing on their own little island. So yeah, I mean, TikTok's so good at finding what you want to watch. Like it's so easy to waste away an hour as just watching it. And while the algorithm is tough to crack, like sometimes you do make hits and then they just go viral. Like it really does allow people to make stuff who have little following to catch a couple million views on anything. So I think TikTok, it's, it's more variable. There's still room for it to improve and gross and just a lot of fun. So I think I would say TikTok. Okay. I mean, you never know. They all may merge at some point in the future where it's just all one big, you know, social media platform or, or Instagram could do an emulation where they have a, a feature that's just like TikTok, kind of like they did with Vine. Um, but mm-hmm. no, I do think TikTok, I agree, is kind of the future and where things are going and more, people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And TikTok is just perfect for, you know, spending an hour of your life just scrolling away. 
So yeah, um, it's amazing that no one has attention spans yet. People can waste hours at a time on TikTok. Like that just really right. speaks to its really speaks to its power. Yeah. All right, man. Great answer. Well, hey, that's our show. Um, appreciate Fenty Fried Chicken for coming on. Make sure if you're listening to follow uh, follow him on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and are you on Facebook? No, but I'm on YouTube. Oh, and, and on YouTube. Uh, all under the same name, right? Oh, yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, look forward to uh, maybe getting in one of your skits one of these days. And then, uh, you know, maybe even getting you... Uh, at a stand-up show, if you're ever in LA, um, you know there's a there's a place I go every Monday called Poncho's Comedy, and they bring up every comedian you could think of. Um, I met Trevor Wallace. I don't know if you're familiar with him, him but he's a big TikTok guy. Uh, now he's on tour doing stand-up comedy. So if you ever want to uh, pursue the stand-up stuff, man, I, I I love to support it and and get you in front of some people. Yeah, that I mean, if I didn't pick Jack Martin as my answer for like who is my favorite celeb in that space, Trevor Wallace would be number two. Really? He's, oh, okay. I mean, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, that's the homie, man. So, yeah, yeah we'll definitely, uh, we'll have to get a collaboration with you guys at some point. I would, I would love that. <laughs> All right, there it is. All right, well, hey, that's our show. G. Hey, appreciate you uh, being with us today again. I know, you know, know the circumstances. Um, and, um, that's it, folks. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. a baller. And peace Should I hit him? Should I spit him? Should I get him? You should just finish roll with him. Then I sit him down. Get up now. Put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.